And welcome to episode 84 of Two Geeks, Two Beers, a podcast journey of cult and nerdy nonsense from two blokes in their 30s wishing it was 1994. I'm Tom, and this is Morgan. Hello. <laughs> uh, so this time we're traveling back to, yes, the 1990s, but not for a TV show or film or video game, but very much, I'd say, a cultural megaforce for youths back then. <laughs> for about for about a year, I'd say. Um, t- today, we're talking Pogs. So, in case you don't know, Pogs was a playground game. Stay with me. If you've never heard of Pogs, just stay with us. A can, I just say, can, I, can I just say Go at this on. point, I know, I know nothing. I know oh. nothing about. So, cir- small circular discs. Yeah. Uh, some of them shiny. Yeah. I, I, think, I think some of them maybe for whatever reason, had the Tasmanian devil on them. and <laughs> I know what you're thinking it, of. It was, yeah. it was the 90s. And I gather that owning the Pogs was not in and of itself the purpose of the Pogs. There was, as you say, a game to be played. Yeah. yeah. I'm amazed. I, I Because when, when we were going through a few weeks ago, planning um, the uh, episodes for this year, I assumed that you were a Pog fiend like me. What did Pog just did Pog just not go go to Cornwall? Do they just not reach down that south? <laughs> a lot, a lot of things, uh, yeah, didn't didn't permeate quite that far <laughs> far down. How weird! And uh, I think no, my my I, I was I, I was aware of Pogs. My cousins yeah. had Pogs. Also, I'm I'm realizing it's already happening, but the word Pogs is going to lose all meaning. Um, <laughs> yeah. Already starting, but certainly by the end of this episode. Um, no, I remember my cousins had Pogs, but I didn't really understand what they were for. Or then they give them away in like packets of Walker's crisps or something like that. Probably. Um, well, the, well, the thing is, which we'll get on to, Pogs were very um, uh, one of the biggest fads of all time, and so they were only around for a very short period. They they burnt really, really, really brightly, but very, very <laughs> brief period of time. And so it might have been that if it just didn't quite make it to Cornwall, by the time it did, <laughs> it was already gone. So you know, yeah, maybe like maybe it was it started in London, and you know. Yeah. Um, it just about fever. got to dot it. <laughs> yeah, pog fever was really strong, like tier four levels of, of, pog, of pog obsession in London, but only sort of like tier one uh, pog mania yeah. infecting Cornwall. <laughs> maybe that was maybe that's what happened. Okay, well, so as I say, in case you don't know, Pogs was um, a playground, a game you play in the playground if you're a, a kid of about nine, is, ten years old, as I was. Is Pogs a singular or a plural? It sounds weird when you say Pogs was. 
Oh, Pogs were? Po- no, Pogs was, I'd say. Yeah, no, it sounds better that way. Um, uh, it, so eventually it involved, as you say, essentially hitting at least two pieces of coloured cardboard circles using a plastic slammer. Uh, and uh, But as you say, you, you, there was a game, but the, I'd say the main element of it was collecting the Pogs and... and mm. um, you know, like you know, in the nineties, we had it because we had either Pogs or Panini football stickers. I was going to say very similar to the football stickers in that yeah. you also had special shiny ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so yeah. you, yeah, so it's all about, um, yeah, up in your collection and 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 completing a set and uh, you trade it with your friends. Except on this one, you might have had the dreaded uh, uh, gaming element in which you might lose them, even lose ones you don't want to lose. But anyway, we'll get on to that. Um, just, but when I'm when I'm researching this and I'm writing it down, what Pogs was and and all this, I feel like it sounds like we were around in like the 1940s, and it just sounds like we <laughs> we grew up in like a windmill in in old timey land, and like yeah. I'm sure like I'm sure kids nowadays they probably have their own equivalents. They probably do have like physical things to collect, like I don't know, lol dolls or whatever. But uh, is that, it's, sorry, it's, sorry, is is that a real thing or is that something you've just invented? It is real. It might be called LOL dolls. I, I assume it was lol, but surely, it said surely it it's lol. But, but also, that sounds like the kind of thing you would make up as, as a grumpy <laughs> man, yeah. middle age. What I got there is a thing. And, and lol dolls. <laughs> what I mean is, I'm sure there are like, isn't they're not just into like YouTube and and um, internet-based things. I'm sure there are still physical things that kids nowadays collect, but. The the idea that we went out of our way to go to go mental over little cardboard circles is uh, yeah. quite fascinating. It, it does make it sound like we grew up in a Hovis advert, doesn't it? <laughs> riding, riding, riding our bicycles to collect a loaf of bread and then yeah. trade for a pog or two. <laughs> Playing with cup and ball, <laughs> you know, the, uh, whatever it's called. Um, I've, well, I've written down here, before we get into the history of Pogs and all that, memories, but you have no memories, so I can't do that bit. Uh, we've done that. I have none. Next. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially i loved pogs uh, so much uh, at the height of them in in a uh, probably around 1995 96 maybe even to 97 um don't think it was around that long to be honest but um th- that yeah so proper mid 90s uh and i remember like going to pool the arndale center in pool and dorset and it was pogs were so big that for a, a, at least a year there was like a a, a stall in the middle of the shopping centre. It wasn't like loads of loads of stalls. It was just one random stall just for pogs. It was just some bloke who just had a, a cart full of pogs. It wasn't dodgy. It wasn't like the child catcher going, do you want some pogs? And you go in and try and, you know, whatever. But no, it was like it, mental. that It was that popular that he so, had somehow made a business out of selling pogs himself. But there was... <laughs> But this is a shopping centre with no stalls, just one stall yeah. with a man yeah, it's, it's a shopping centre with like proper shops in it. But then right. in the middle of it, there was just this little stall. And I was like, why? Okay, great. But all right. And I remember yeah. I used to get these, used to get these uh, massive tubes um, that housed the pogs. So you could put them all, you can carry them around. So you could buy them as well. That was great. And what I used to do for some reason, I'd get my collection. Um, and then I, for some reason, I used to just hijack the living room downstairs. Not in my room, probably wasn't big enough. And I would make these little spiral patterns out of my pogs. So I'd, I'd, I'd start in the middle of my favourite one, and then I'd go, you know, outwards as we go. And make, uh, yeah, that's how I filled my time in the weekends, back in the older, uh, the old nineties. Uh, and I remember there was this, uh, there was this kid called Michael Schmelt. I remember him vividly because he. 
he went he was a bit older i think my my parents were friends with his parents and i used to go around there sometimes and he'd been to america and he'd like got uh pogs that you couldn't get over over here yet oh. and i remember at the time just thinking you are the coolest man alive you are like a you've been Schmel- to america Schmel- yeah. you are the dude you are the dumb <laughs> Like, A, only cool people go to America. The idea of me going to America back then was just, that's just bonkers. But also, you've been to America and you've got these incredible, like, oh, what are these these shiny, amazing things that you've got? We're never going to get these over here. That's amazing. Do you, and got, do you remember what, what the US variant pogs were that he had? What what did he have? Well, that was the thing. I, I swear, because I, I did look it up. And so, essentially, the official pog series, which we'll go on to, had, like, I think three or four different like official series or seasons, whatever you want to call it. And I don't think the UK ever got to the end of it. And I think that the final season, as it were, he'd got from America, but you could never buy them over here. So they were like these, I mean, you could probably just get them on eBay now for a tenner. But back then it was like gold dust, the idea that he had this stuff. But anyway, all these weird memories in my mind. But again, like, like a TV show, because there was no internet, you probably didn't even yeah. know there was this final season of Pogs you no. never got. It was like it's like me with Thundercats all over again that there was like three seasons that I never even knew existed. There was <laughs> there was no Wikipedia. You couldn't, you know, there wasn't no Pogs Wiki. Ah, <laughs> uh, simpler times. But uh, did you know that Pogs actually existed way back in the nineteen twenties? Uh... <laughs> I, I didn't, but given everything we've said so far, doesn't surprise me. <laughs> There's no point in saying, it, did you know, does it, yeah. to be honest? It, yeah. No, but it, it doesn't surprise me they originated from an age before the wireless, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm honest. Good point. Yeah, it's not like it's uh, microchips or something. It's just bits of cardboard. So, yeah. Um, so the official, like, generic name for the game is just simply Milk Caps. Um, you know, like, Hoover is, like, they use that as a generic name for vacuum cleaners. Mm. Same sort of thing with this. So... The game of uh, milk caps uh, they originated in Maori in uh, Hawaii during the 20s or 30s, uh, but possibly had its origins in a game called Menko, a Japanese card game very similar to milk caps, which has been in existence since the 17th century. So we're going right back for Pogdom and, here. And when you say and when you say milk caps, do you mean literally people were playing it with like the caps off of milk bottles? Yeah. So it'd be these glass glass bottles, and I think the top was, bit was just essentially just hard cardboard at the top. So they would get those off, and then there'd be enough to yeah. What? Well, no, it's just like at, at least at least we had like you know proper official collectibles. We weren't, oh, we, weren't see, quite, yeah. we weren't quite at the level of taking lids off milk bottles and, and turning them. In. It's like, mom, dad, can I have a toy? No, Jimmy, but you can have this lid off the milk bottle to play with. Like, uh, thanks, I guess. Cheers. Uh, I'll tell you the how to play Pog, shall I? Please, as, as as you've never played it. So, uh, milk caps or Pogs generally involves two types of playing discs. So you have got the milk caps the cardboard, and then you've got the slammers, or keenies, as they were called uh, for some reason. Don't know why. Uh, Milk caps are typically flat circular cardboard discs, which are decorated with images on one or both sides. Uh, And the slammer is a heavier uh, piece, often made of metal, rubber, or more commonly, plastic, which uh, come in various thicknesses and weights. Uh, A bit like a a poker chip, right? Yeah, yeah. So same sort of size, but thicker and and heavier. so rules vary among players, but the game styles generally have common gameplay features. So each player has their own collection of milk caps and one or more slammers. 
before the game, players decide whether or not to play for keeps. So you would say, should we just play for a laugh? We're not actually going to, whoever wins, we, we take back the polls that we want, or we're going to fucking play for keeps. So whoever wins... They're, they're, yeah. there's forever you can't do anything about that's it a real, you've lost, that's you've a real lost high it. stakes pogs game yeah yeah um and so you can understand why this game was banned in, in in most if not all schools um in the in the states and in the uk after a while because well, right, it was the emotional jeopardy or yeah because you <laughs> honestly because i think you're making a collection and you're mm. either you're spending your pocket money or your parents have yeah. spent actual money on these things. And then you go yeah. to school and then these big bullies will go, go on, play for keeps. And then you go, uh, all right. And then suddenly <laughs> you've, you've lost all your pogs. I'm just imagining you losing a game and then sadly opening your tube <laughs> that you've got and then and then having to like pour out your remaining <laughs> pogs into your hand yeah. and just hand them over to the school bully. Uh, <laughs> uh. That's why you would never play with your best ones. if Because you... After a while, you've got some fucking shit pogs. So you're like, well, if we're going to play for keeps, I'll get rid of these shit. You know, I might be able to get some good ones. Is there, but were there rules like, you know, are certain pogs worth more? Or Well, <laughs> you'd think so, wouldn't you? But thinking yeah. of, I don't remember there being such a thing. Because um, surely, just, yeah. if not, what? you would always just play with your worst pog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or maybe, maybe if you're like a pog champion, you go, mate. I'm not. I'm not fucking playing with this pog for that. You've got to. You got to. If you want. If you want the idea of potentially winning this, you need to up some also, good good stuff. Also, like, were you taking your pogs into school with the intention of playing pogs, or or was it just like every so often? <laughs> like, it wasn't. It wasn't like an everyday occurrence. But every so often, someone would be like, yeah. mate, pogs, and then you'd be like, <laughs> got pogs on you, mate. Of course I have. What do you think I am? And you just like, <laughs> just like open your coat and you've got like a collection of pogs <laughs> hanging on the inner lining. <sighs> Dude, give me some pogs. Was it in, in the Brilliant Dynamite? It was like, um, hey, the boy, give me some, some pogs. <laughs> no, get your own. Oh, Pauline, give me some of your tots. No, go find your own. Come on, give me some of your tots. No, I'm freaking starved. I didn't get to eat anything today. <laughs> so uh, the players each contribute an equal number of uh, pogs to, to build a stack, the pieces face down, which will be used during the game. The players then take turns throwing their slammer down onto the stack, uh, causing it to spring up and the milk caps to scatter. Each player keeps any milk caps that land face up after they have thrown it. Uh, when no milk caps remain in the stack, the player with the most pogs is the winner. And so you get these slammers or keenies and some of them would have like even got grooves in the back. So mm. you, you put your fingers in like that and then you go slam and then it would uh, sort of see what happened. Did you actually, so you'd have did you actually, say, did you actually say slam? When you no, did if, if he did, you got beaten up. So it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so a little bit more history. So um, now this, I, I ran into a problem making this because you know, I'm not the best at um, pronouncing words, right? Uh, yeah, famously. Yeah. Annoyingly, a lot of this stuff originates in Hawaii. So there's a lot of uh, Hawaiian words. Now, uh, uh, I feel like this could get real offensive real fast. <laughs> so I purposely looked up the, the name of the um, the company which started Pogs. Um, as a, I, I looked up the pronunciation of it. Pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote it down phonetically of like, okay, so you'll know how to say it when you read it back later. I've got it in front of me. doesn't make any sense. So after all that. <laughs> So I'm going to say it's Har- Harley, Harley Arkela, Harley Arkela, okay? Harley Arkela, Harley Arkela Dairy. Do you know what? That, that pronunciation might have been deeply racist, but at least you tried. 
<laughs> so Harley Arkela Dairy of Maori sold a mixed fruit drink in a glass bottle with a cap under the brand name of Pog, aka passion fruit, orange, and guava. That's what it's. Wow. That yeah. is that is good information. So you've learned that. So if that ever comes I mean, up in the useless, public, it's useless information. <laughs> but that's what my brain's full of. So fine with that. So in 1955, Harley Arca uh, discontinued using the glass containers, but continued making the caps to allow the game to still be played because it was the shit in uh, in in their nearby village. Um, in 1991, Harley Arca uh, expanded to a more populated Oahu island which led to a revival of the game. And it's with this revival that the Pog name began used, began being used more generically uh, for, for the game itself. Um, it, it, the 1990s revival is credited to a woman called Blossom Galbizo, a teacher and guidance counsellor who taught at an elementary school in Oahu. In 1991, she introduced the game she had played as a little girl to a new generation of students uh, incorporating milk caps into her fifth grade curriculum, ironically, as a way of teaching math as an and as a non-violent alternative to other popular school schoolyard games such as dodgeball. So, I like her idea to make it non-violent, but I don't think she realised how you know she probably actually inflicted a lot of violence on many children around the world. But oh well. emotional violence as well. Like, yeah, no, but, you know the bruises didn't show, but inside their hearts were <laughs> bleeding because they'd lost their favourite pog. The game quickly spread uh, from Wahoo's North Shore, and by early 1992, Stanpak Incorporated, a small Canadian packaging company that had been manufacturing the milk caps, uh, was printing millions of the things uh, every single week for shipment to other islands. And the game soon spread to the mainland in America, first servicing in California, Texas, Oregon, and Washington before spreading to the rest of the country. And by 1993, uh, the previously obscure game of milk caps, which had been almost forgotten, was now played throughout the world. So it was very quick from just one woman playing playing with it with her students in 1991. By 1993, it was everywhere around the world. So that was, that was pretty impressive. Except for Cornwall. But well, uh... Except, yeah, for some reason, Cornwall didn't get it. Uh, but the reason Pogs took off so rapidly in the early 90s was down to the World Pog Federation, or the WPF. Um, the company... You're always going to take it too far. Someone's always going <laughs> to take it too far. This is this is the problem. So the company purchased the Pog trademark from Harley Arca Dairy, but the, uh, who also retained a fourteen percent share in the company in oh. September nineteen ninety three, uh, and they posted sales in excess of twenty five million dollars in less than eighteen months. So it showed how quickly it becomes such a money making enterprise. So, so she she did pretty well at that. She's like a Pog billionaire at this point. Well, I don't think she made any money out of it because she was just a teacher. I don't think she was anything to do with Harley Arca Dairy. She was just someone who. So I don't think she got any money at all. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they gave her some free pog juice. I don't, I don't know. But like, yeah, no, Harley Arcadary would have been the ones making the money out of it. But yeah, sadly not. Um, but yeah, the WPF's success was achieved through a very ingenious combination of clever marketing for the time, lots of licensing deals, and mm. just, just finding a craze that captured the imagination of 90s kids such as you and I. So I just feel like... It was wow. in those days. It was in those days pre-internet. We didn't have the internet yet, and um, you know, vi- video games we were playing them, but they weren't like like PlayStations or anything yet. We were still pretty. We liked it. It was all quite relatively simple. And we were playing with mm. Panini stickers and all that kind of stuff. So I feel I feel like it was just just appeared at the right time, um, yeah. and, it, and it worked perfectly for them. Wouldn't happen now. No. Nah. However. Uh, it wasn't long before WPF Pogs were being licensed out to hundreds of companies. So essentially any company worth its salt would either try and make their own Pogs or they'd 
sign a deal with the WPF to make official because the WPF are the pod guys. They know what they're doing. They know where to put but, that stuff. So if you want to get yeah, involved, but it's, got, but it's got to be pretty difficult to patent like a small cardboard <laughs> yeah, circle. Surely there were loads of pod ripoffs. That's the thing, you see. So yeah, uh, so yeah, Burger King, Disney, everyone um, licensed uh, official tie-ins with the WPF. Uh, and Pogmania led to yeah official fan club, books, merchandise. There was even the US National Pog Tournament, which was held every February 7th from 1993 to 97. There was an, even an animated uh, TV series based on the Pog's uh, mascot, Pogman, which was planned, but it got it got uh, cancelled at the last minute. It didn't happen. Um, I, can't, I can't imagine why. It sounds like a killer idea. <laughs> uh, the WPF, uh, re- as I say, released their own official series of Pogs, the ones I was explaining about earlier, for fans to collect. And they all had like amazing colour images and artwork on them. They, mm. as I say, they included the character of Pogman, which was this like hairy Bigfoot-style mascot dude designed by Mitch Shower. Uh, and I'd say for a short period, I mean, you probably never saw him, but I'd say Pogman was what? like as as recognisable as like Bart Simpson or Hey Arnold in the mid-90s. He was everywhere. What? Well... <laughs> I like the idea that the character's name is Hey Arnold. But <laughs> what is his name? I wrote that down yesterday. I was like, Arnold. Yeah, but Arnold, Arnold what? Hey Arnold. I don't know. No, exactly. If I had said Arnold Smith, you'd be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Hey Arnold. That's who. But oh dear, no. But I, I thought my my cousins right because my cousins had pogs, and I thought they had you know Taz, the Tasmanian Devil, on them. But maybe, maybe it was Pogman. <laughs> yes, um, yes, I think I think you are thinking of. Now there is a link with the Tasmanian Devil, which I will get onto in a minute. But I do. Uh, I, now you've said that, I, I think you you are thinking of um, Pogman. Yeah, I am thinking show, of Pogman. I'll show you a picture of Pogman in a minute, and you'll know what I'm uh. talking about. Um, and there was yeah, there was, there was this cuddly toy of Pogman that I always wanted. I found it yesterday when I was um, searching researching it, and I was like, oh, I never got it, did I? I never got it. Damn it! And I was just still annoyed that I never got the Pogman cuddly toy. Weren't you like uh, nine, nine or ten, and eleven at this point? Yes, but I wanted anything to do with Pog, so I was, I was, I was going nuts for them. Um, there's also an awesome website still going called MilkCapMania.co.uk, a UK-based site uh, where you can see every single official Pog available and more. And it's it's such a nostalgia rush. So they've taken like photos of every single Pog, and you can yeah you go through them all. Um, and from looking at them, I actually had more of them than I thought because I was looking. I was like, yeah, add that, add that, and that. I had like pretty much all of the ones I could see. Um, and in the UK, they were brought out by Waddingtons actually um, in like these packets. So you'd go to like Woolworths or Smiths or whatever, and you get like a little in, packet. in little like almost like foil packets. Yeah, foil packets. Yeah, yeah, it's coming back to me now. And it would contain uh, one slammer and six pogs, but you obviously didn't know what you were getting, so you, you'd that's why you'd end up trading it with your mates or, or playing for them. And again, it's a, I've said this before on the show, but uh, it's amazing how your brain works. So I haven't seen those packets for what what twenty five years. It's been that since I've seen it, and or more. And I, I mean, I saw it on this website. I'll show you in a second. Um, it was instantly. I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. like I'd seen it yesterday." And yeah. what's what's that about? Is it's all in there somewhere? Yeah, yeah, it's bonkers, isn't it? <laughs> if only, if only we could use that resource. So I know our, our brains would store and, and easily access useful yeah. information like politics and history and geography. Yeah. But instead, yeah. instead, yeah. you've got you've got like pog knowledge, and I've just got the character selection music from Streets of Rage Two <laughs> just going around <laughs> on a loop inside my brain. <sighs> God. Yeah. Um, so I'll send you this link now, so you can have a quick look. Yeah. Obviously, it doesn't translate to audio, but it's good for you, good for you to see. Um, <laughs> just, just me browsing the internet in silence. <laughs> <really translates> to <laughs> audio. 
yeah, here's a link. So this is series one of uh, mm-hmm. the official Pog series, uh, just to give you an idea and see if it's you know stirs up any memory. Maybe you had Pogs and you've forgotten about them. Is that Pogman? That little that's, orange. That's, that is Pogman, yes. So I remember that's, who, that's who I thought was, was Taz. Yeah, no, yeah. this is all coming back to me now. Yeah, see? Yeah, wow. so that was, so those are the kind of, I'm just, just seeing that Pog logo just still mm. fills me with, uh, with a lot of joy. But the WPF also had official deals with other uh, 90s staples. So essentially anything anything that was around in the, in the 90s, between like 94 and 97, if you were just a thing in that time, you probably had Pogs of it. So... Uh, WPF had official de- official deals, so we'll get onto the unofficial ones in a minute. But they had deals with like Animaniacs, Batman cartoon, Gargoyles, Looney Tunes, Pokemon, and even and I had a few of these Space Precinct. There was a whole series of official Space Precinct pogs, which I'll show you now. And again, these are, these are probably the shit ones that I put in the games if I was ever trying to get rid of some. But because there was only there's only really a limited number of uh, of pogs in the world, mm. a load of people just had a load of space precinct pogs because that was all that was available. Look at that! Look at the detail. The, every single character in space precinct wow. history has its yeah. own pog. Yeah, you got Jerry Anderson space precinct on it. Each one, yeah. Rogan, Haldane, Officer Orin pog. Sixty four in total for space precinct. Bonkers. Space precinct. Prime time entertainment. But yeah, like even like um, Forrest Gump, Pulp Fiction, they all had pogs. And Bill Clinton released his own pogs because, you know, he's running for re-election. It's like, well, how do I... I don't know why he bothered because kids aren't voting. But, you know, maybe they will tell their parents, you know who's really cool, Dad? Bill Clinton has got his own pogs. Did you say Pulp Fiction pogs? Oh, yeah, Pulp Fiction pogs. They exist. Yeah, yeah. Sure. For, for all those kids yeah. loving Pulp Fiction. I know. Who is it for? Anyway, here's um, a TV advert uh, for you to... Have a, have, a, have a look at um it doesn't again doesn't really translate to audio uh, uh but it's good for you to see uh, but it does have a, a version of bird is the word in the advert so of, of all our catchphrases that we've sort of bred on this podcast it doesn't really <laughs> translate to audio it's definitely the worst <laughs> So, uh, lads, what are you going to do for this uh, Pogs advertising campaign? Uh, bird is the word, little variant on that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> what are you thinking? Pog is the word? That's lunch. Great, we're done. Go but on. it doesn't it doesn't rhyme with bird yeah don't worry no. about it it's fine it, you know fuck it however by late 1995 pogs were already starting to wane kids were already moving on to bigger and better things so uh yeah just declining domestic sales unsold merchandise and creditors ready to pull the plug uh the wpf uh faced bankruptcy alan rapinski who was the company's founder was forced to give up controlling interest in the company that he founded just two years previously, and he stepped down as chief executive. Uh, essentially, the co- company had failed to... Um, it, the market had just become far too saturated, essentially. So as you all t- touched upon a little bit earlier, they didn't really have anything, any leg to stand on with um, stopping other companies from just doing the same thing. Producing um, their own little cardboard circles, yeah. 
exactly so it just it was just opened itself up to becoming a fad without the high you obviously didn't have the hindsight of later but like it just meant that they were so cheap and easy to to reproduce and people just i think just got bored of it too quickly you know like the video game crash of the 80s because mm. there was no there's no quality control and so it meant that there was just too many companies making shit games and yeah. by the and customers just stopped buying them and it all imploded yeah so it's very simple so you, in, in that so, so, so essentially you had pirates infringing on the on the pog patent who weren't matching the incredibly high standards of the official <laughs> pog range which you know those well, are those are really special little cardboard discs these yeah, these these are no good these are hooky cardboard discs but I feel like if if Harley Arcaderi uh, did d- done things differently, um, I don't know how they do it because they're not exactly they're not a household name or anything. But it, I, I read this uh, article of the time and they were explaining how like the Happy Meal for McDonald's, all it is is like a, a plastic toy. Well, I don't know. Do they still do Happy Meal toys? Is that sort of thing? But anyway, so. that, uh, that's something that other companies could easily replicate and, and nick as an idea, just selling a toy with a, a, a meal or whatever. But the Happy Meal became such a thing connected to McDonald's that they were able to market it and become their thing. So I don't know how they would have done it, but if Harley Arcaderi had somehow found a way of making Pog so synonymous with them that anyone else doing it would just be stupid then it might have worked. But because everyone was just doing it, it just, it wasn't ever going to, and it just burnt out. Um, but I do remember getting particularly excited um, about a milk cap maker that the WPF brought out. So not only were they getting <laughs> ripped off by others, they were asking you to rip off themselves because they brought out this this product, which I had, I had this, where you made made your own pogs, essentially. I'll show the, there's a that, TV advert that I found. That, that sounds like, where, you know, their downfall, the fact yeah. that they, they they displayed that their product was so shoddy that literally a child could make anyone. their own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally, literally, literally anyone could do it. It's so easy. A child could do it and, and indeed will. <laughs> Newsflash, it's a hard milk cap invasion. Milk cap sightings are pouring in by the thousands. The cause is anyone's guess. It's the official World Pog Federation milk cap maker. For the first time ever, you can make your own milk caps. It's cool because it's totally easy. Just load in the picture, line it up, twist, and bam! Make the world's biggest, coolest collection. It's a pot milk cap invasion. And in the weather. The official World Pod Federation milk cap maker from Cap Toys. Who else? It's totally easy. Yeah, we know. That's why it's not down the toilet. But I didn't realise it, it was so 90s that the picture that the kids were using was Stretch Armstrong. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was that. That was no. I, I had a, I had a Stretch Armstrong, which uh, yeah. which my cousin broke because he he twisted the arm, and it says don't twist the arm. No, don't do, don't do it. Don't do it. Not my yeah. cousin who had the pogs; it was another cousin. Um, but I always want—I always wanted Stretch Armstrong's nemesis, who I think he like—I think he like inflated or something. And I wanted him for Christmas, and I begged and begged, and I didn't get him. I can't remember what I did get. Him. Probably, some, probably some milk caps. <laughs> I did have his dog, uh, Fetch Armstrong. That oh yeah, Fetch. Yeah. Stop, evildoers! Introducing Super Stretching Superhero Stretch Armstrong! Yes, Stretch Armstrong! Now stretching fun farther than ever before! He bends, he stretches, even ties and knots, but always returns to his original shape! 
does he do that? He's been doing that since he was a kid. Stretch Armstrong from Cap Toys. Who else? Um, but the thing is, I, I had one of those milk cap machines. Don't remember one of the ones I made, though. Haven't got a clue what I what designs I made or anything. No. But the thing is, the idea of taking your own pogs to school, that's just fucking lame. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, that, it, it, yeah. <laughs> that's too far. You don't that make is, your own pogs. That is so uncool. Like, <laughs> actually, no, but you know what? I'm... I'm but I can imagine if someone's like, hey, what pogs you got? You got my own that I made in my bedroom. That's like that's like if you didn't buy pogs, but your mum yeah. made you some pogs. Yeah. These are these are just as good, Tom. And you're like, yeah, no, mum, I can't take these homemade pogs into school. <laughs> it's like when you go to school with a fake Adidas thing and it's like got two stripes yeah. down the down the leg. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, I'll put your name on them as well, so you don't you don't lose them. <laughs> Thanks, mum. Uh, but there were, of course, other imitators or games which tried to capitalise on the Pogs fad of the mid-90s. So the Tasmania Devil link that you mentioned earlier, I think it could be sort of connected to this, or it could just be complete fluke and you actually meant Pogman, I don't know. But there are these other ones called Tazos, right? Do you remember Tazos? Yeah, I think, I think I've like merged the two in my brain. Yeah. So Tazos were nothing to do with the Tasmanian Devil, but they did have a Looney Tunes variant of it, and of course Taz was on it. So I remember, I remember vividly having Tazos with Taz on it, and I assumed it was the same thing, but it wasn't. So Tazos were essentially exactly the same as Pogs, but they were plastic, not cardboard, and they had like little incisions on the side, so you could, if you wanted to, for some reason, you could stack them together and make a something out of it. I don't know why you would, but there you go. Um, but yeah, they were just around. So obviously, obviously, other companies were like. Should we just do the same thing, but plastic? Yeah, fuck it. That's lunch. Cool, great. Yeah. I think I think maybe my cousins had Tazos, you know, because I remember maybe the ridges. Yeah. I remember the ridges that, yeah, you could, like, make, make yeah. little formations. So maybe Pogs didn't reach Cornwall, but they were like, <laughs> Tazos yeah, did. We, can get, we can get Tazos over the Tamar. We can get, we can get those <laughs> over the border. Uh, but, yeah, the official Tazos included Simpsons, Monster Munch, WWE, Disney, Space Jam, and, of course, uh, Taz himself. Here's a little advert for Tazos. Yeah, they had Space Jam, but did they have Space Precinct? No, they didn't. <laughs> no, they didn't. They're new, mad, and mean, and there's only one way to get in on the action. Are you game to Tazo? Put them in a buffer. I should be on top. <laughs> okay, Dad, take it easy. Tazos with Looney Tunes are here! Start collecting now. And you can... You can whack, and you can win! So let's tazzle! You'd be free in these packs, folks. Now, what you couldn't see there, because that advert did not translate very well to audio, was that, was that those kids were taking them Tazos out of packets of crisps, which is what I said at the yeah, start. I, yeah, I think yeah. I'm remembering Tazos, and you got them in packs of crisps. Yeah, I think they came with walkers. I think they did a big tie-in with, uh, not, with Tazos. Not particularly sanitary, but there you go. No, you used to get things like that in Chris back then. I remember, I remember vividly. Zig and Zag did like this tie-in with I think it was Golden Wonder crisps, mm. and it was this thing. And and if you were lucky, you'd get this little blue, uh, little blue packet thing inside the crisps, and you'd open it up, and it would all be greasy and full of ugh, horrible. <laughs> yeah, but then you'd open yeah. it up, and then inside it would you'd say what you won. And sometimes it was like you won nothing, and other times it was like you won another packet of crisps, and you'd take it to the shop and you'd get whatever. But they don't, I don't think I've I don't remember the last time I opened a packet of crisps that had something else inside it. Had a, a long doll inside. Yeah. I um, yeah. Yeah. I um, speaking of things I I never got as a child because I was 
incredibly deprived, obviously, as a child. Um, <laughs> I, I really wanted uh, a zig and zag rucksack. There was one, oh, yeah. like there was one a, in town in the shop window, and I'd walk past it every day. And it was when I was going to big school, and I was like, "Mum, gotta get, gotta get me that that zig and zag rucksack. I want it so bad. Zig and zag are the coolest, Mum." And then I remember like the day before it probably wasn't but i remember it being the day before school and she was like i uh, got you something and i was like oh the zigzag rucksack and she's like uh. and it was just like a regular rucksack and i was oh. like my parents got this lovely rucksack such a little shit about it i was such a little shit i was like it's not zigzag and i kicked off uh, <laughs> why are you doing this to me you know you knew i wanted zigzag you knew i wanted a zigzag rucksack why first stretch armstrong's nemesis now the zigzag rucksack I hate you. Not that nice a guy. I don't do it for nothing. Uh, I want at least 20%. 20%. Make it 50 and we'll... Yeah, 50 Make and we'll 50. go on. You have, go on. You have, have a deal. You have a deal. Shake on it. Good luck. Uh, the worst rip-off of all was probably there was a there was one called Slammer Whammers from Imperial Toys, which it was just the same as Pogs, but Slammer Whammers. It was just fuck it. Should we just do our own? Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. People will think it's Pogs. Um, do you remember as well? I won't go into it too long. There were these things called Crazy Bones Go Go's. No, not. They were like, I'll send you um, a link to the uh, wiki now, just so in case it sparks any memory. Because they were these little I mean, like I mean, collectible. If I'm, if I'm clicking on a link called Crazy Bones Go Go, it sounds more like it's going to spark an <laughs> antivirus software. But uh, okay, well, have a look at these. So there were these like um, collectible, like. I don't know skull character things that you would throw. It's like a, a bit like um, marbles or jacks or whatever. Mm. Spark any memory at all? No, not at all. No. If, I, if anyone listening to this remembers Crazy Bones, Go Go's, whatever they're called, um, tweet us or something. And it can't have just been me that bought these things back then because I must have just been well up for just fads of any gen- of any description, any sort of collectibles. I just loved it for like half an hour and then stopped. But anyway, as as we right. know from as we know from our pub sessions, Tom, you're very easily led. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do have a story to share, which um, I've never. It's a story I've never, never really told anyone ever before involving pogs. Right? Wow. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm it's a story I'm not proud of, and it's like a. It, it's one of the worst things I've ever done. Um, oh God. But I've, it, it, enough time has passed now that I can. I can't tell it without you know. I can't believe then that you're about to confess it to me and and to our tens of <laughs> listeners. <laughs> uh so uh, right so um i would have been i was probably about nine or ten and i was just round uh, my mate's house down the road and he was a bit younger he's probably about eight or nine and i remember like back then did we just as kids do kids still do this where you just sort of just walk about (laughs) at that sort of age and just hang out other kids houses and stuff so i feel like we all did that back then but yeah not at the moment but uh not right now obviously but yeah anyway um so I i was around his house and we're just sort of you know, in his room, just playing with whatever toys he had and stuff. And then he brought out his Pogs, his Pog collection. And I remember looking at him going, oh, wow, these are really good ones. Oh, great. And something came over me. No. Bear in mind, I was a, I was a good little boy. Um, and I just went, I'm going to steal them. You right? pilfered his Pogs. I, pil- I was a Pog pilfer. I, t- I took about eight or nine of them, like really good ones. <laughs> that is mental, though. That is mental because yeah. you were like... You weren't like, oh, I'm going to take one. He'll never notice. No, took, no, like, load, load. <laughs> but that's not the end of the story. So I, I took, I took, I took a load of pogs. Where did you, where um, did you store them? 
I just in my pocket, I guess, and then I and then went back to my house. And I was like, what would I have done? I would have got back on. These aren't mine, though. This isn't. This is like a hollow victory. This isn't like. It's and he's my, it's not like a kid I'm never going to see again. He's like one of my best yeah. mates. What am I doing? You face him. And he yeah. and he knew that I'd been there. So obviously, but I, th- I think actually it wasn't just me that was there. I think like a few of us were there at the time. So it was I like, believe oh, pretty... that's worse. That's worse though because you're, you're like yeah, yeah, yeah reasonable reasonable doubt. You can't prove yeah. it was me. What for <laughs> yeah. your punks? But then I so a, a couple of hours later I left the house. It must have been summer. I left the house, went up down the street to my other mate's house, and as I got nearer nearer to the uh, the front drive. I saw the other kid that I'd stolen the pogs off um, crying um, with with his mum, and his mum was talking to my other mate's mum, and she was all I heard was her listing the missing pogs, all the ones I'd no. stolen. So obviously he'd instantly realised that they'd gone, and she's probably worked out well those three boys will came around your house. So she's obviously going from house to house to house until she worked out who it was. And I heard this, and I was like, no. and I was like, okay, and I I realised stop being an idiot and i came up with this stupid what i thought was a cunning plan so i went back to my house got the pogs and it, and looking back on it it was actually very brave in a weird way but um coward totally cowardly at the same time so i i went i went back there whilst they were still having it out mm. and my other mate was probably like wasn't me i know anything about it and then i i I, so I while, your, this- while your friend was being accused yeah. you returned yeah. to the scene of the crime yeah, but I suppose my my thought was, well, they're probably going to come to my house soon. I don't want my parents to get involved or anything. So I, I, uh, I came up with this stupid story. I was like, oh mate, um, bear in mind his mum's there, and and they're all there. And I would I went I said I would have said something like, oh, I just found your pogs in the street. I just found them. <laughs> and I gave them back to him. I was like, oh, yeah, I can't believe it. they were just lying there. Uh, and then uh, I thought I think I thought at the time have I got away with this? And I think at the time the mum sort of thanked me, but looking back on it, she was obviously like, okay, I fucking full well know that you stole them and now you've brought it back, but I'm a nice woman. So I'm going to fucking let it go. You've done a good thing by bringing them back. But mm, okay. Don't think I ever went around his house again. No, (laughs) I think that, but uh, yeah, turn my back, turn my back on a life of crime after that. I didn't enjoy it. Didn't, uh, wasn't happy with it but yeah to this day every now and then you know sometimes memories yeah. like all memories come in your head oh, that no. every now and then just appears in my brain like ah ah, ah god that was oh that was horrible ah oh. and i've never i don't think i've ever why would i need to but i don't think i've ever spoken about that ever I've, i think i've just been buried in my uh but i thought oh, we're doing a pogs episode might as well talk yeah. about it and do a bit of therapy at the same time so that me feel so don't steal kids it's not worth it uh, it's definitely not worth it for fucking pogs. I know. Yeah. Uh, you can just get them on eBay now. Fuck it. Anyway. So that is it. Thoughts? I mean, yeah. I've 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 learned a lot. Uh not sure how much of it I needed to know, but I'm happy that I, I but I'm happy that I know it. It is it is fascinating. I think mostly for for the reasons you you said that it does feel like some bizarre antiquated hobby <laughs> from from the past um the the idea that kids were ever playing with little little milk caps yeah. uh yeah. it's quite quite sweet in a way um yeah do you know yeah do you know what like if nothing else i learned the acronym i've already forgotten what it was was it peach and guava so uh passion fruit orange and guava there you go. should be puffogs really but um 
but yeah, I've I've learned I've learned that if nothing else. So yeah, yeah. cheers. I I'd say it was like the ultimate fad. Really, I can't. There's not really anything else which was so popular for such a short period of time. On top of my head, I can't think of anything else which you know did that kind of thing. I'm sure there is. But, you know, even, you know, things that were huge at one point are still around in a certain way or another now, like turtles were massive, but they're still around. You know, see what I mean? Whereas Pogs were yeah. just such a, such a very brief thing. Well, there you have it. If you'd like more waffling on about just various geeky moments of yesteryear from TV, film, video games, and just weird stuff like Pogs, then uh, head to twogeeks2beers.com. Uh, where you can uh, download over 80 more episodes now and uh, stream and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And, yeah, please rate us as well in, in whatever platform that you're in. It does mean a lot when we get a little review and knowing that you like it. Only if you like us. Don't bother if it's just a one star. That's not very nice. Uh, but, yeah, let us know and get in touch. There's also the email address, which is podcast at twogeeks2beers.com. Yes, you can also reach out to us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at Two Geeks Cast on all of those. And we're also on Patreon. What is the URL for that, Tom? <laughs> I assume it's, yes, no, it is, in fact, patreon.com slash Two Geeks Cast. Perfect. I queued you up there, not because I'd forgotten, but just because I thought it'd be fun to throw to you. Um, <laughs> visit that, and uh, you can... Chuck us a little bit of bit, bit of spare change. And uh, what you get for that is loads of great stuff. You get uh, early previews of our latest episodes. You get outtakes, fun little outtakes and bloopers. You get special mini episodes uh, that will be exclusive uh, to Patreon. If you uh, cough up enough, we'll even do a full-length episode uh, about pretty much anything you like, within reason. Yeah. Uh, and, and all of that goes back into uh, production of the show, uh, our, our, our recording sessions, equipment, that sort of thing. So that would also be very much appreciated. So to play us out, I uh, <laughs> wasn't sure what to play, but I found a song about the just the crazy rush of looking cool when presenting your pogs in the playground. It's called Pogs and Slammers uh, by a band called Coast Modern. Um and yeah, just quite a cool little track. So yeah, get on Spotify. Eh? Uh, Find anything on there. So uh, see you next time. Time for us to pog off, I say. She's my passion, orange grabber. That body hot as lava. Pogs and slammers. Pogs and slammers. When we come together, it's like cardboard meeting metal. Pogs and slammers. Pogs and slammers. When I met her on the sidewalk, she was throwing down. She had a skull and crossbones and an evil clown I whipped out my disc and presented it with pride A single tear formed at the corner of her eye She's my passion orange guava That body hot as lava Pogs and slammers Pogs and slammers When we come together It's like cardboard meeting metal Pogs and slammers Pogs and slammers Trade in the parking lot, an eyeball for a spider. I felt like a hot shot. She left satisfied. What more can I say? Seems like both of us had a pretty slamming day. I was um, obviously making light there of people's obsession with with with, with pogs, uh, pog fan club, and so on. But uh, did I ever tell you? Did I ever tell you the? Um, 
about the one fan club I was ever a member of. Oh God, no! And and you might be thinking, oh, you know, we know we know Morgan. What was it? The, yeah, the, the Doctor Do- Who. Doctor Who fan club, no. The James Bond fan club, no. For whatever reason, the only fan club I ever joined was the Monster Munch fan club. Because <laughs> I just, I just oh. as a kid, I just bloody loved Monster well, Munch. Do, do you know what? A, yeah. I still still bloody love Monster Munch. Mm. And B, I'm jealous. I would have joined that if I knew that existed. That would have been amazing. Yeah. It was just, I can't, I think basically it was like on the back of a packet of, of Monster Munch and you, you sent off and you got like a like a letter saying, congratulations, yeah. you're now an official member of the Monster Munch fan club. Oh, and like, and like a, a little badge. And yeah. it, it, was all, it was all I ever wanted. So cool. I always think with those sort of things, like when did they stop? I like the idea that they, they all <laughs> these I, fan clubs still go. Am I, am I still technically, you know, on a list somewhere as a member of the What's Too Much fan club? I, um, I think to close out the all important question, yeah. are you a pickled onion man or a red hot man? Uh, yeah, flaming hot for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a pickled onion man. If you were a roast yeah. beef man, this would be the end of our creative partnership. <laughs> no one likes fucking roast beef. Monster nah, nah. You you eat it when it's in a multi pack. It's like ah, that's all right, but I'm looking forward to the other ones. That's the one. I'm, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, I'm gonna, eat, I'm gonna eat some red hot and pickled onion to remove the fucking oh. taste. Of roast beef. Getting a getting still to this day, but especially as a kid, it was a right treat when you got given like a a. a, a, a big bag of flaming hot monster munch that was like ah oh, i've been a good boy today this is fucking brilliant this is great and still to say if i see one I'm like well eating that yeah. brilliant yeah but well, i haven't nicked any pogs today i'll reward myself with a bag <laughs> of flaming hot 